This is Inspiring Minds, a podcast focused on thought-provoking conversations between BSB students and our world-class faculty. Welcome to Inspiring Minds. I'm Bernadette Gorotowski. This episode is part two of a conversation I had with Dr. Steve Andrew, the Thomas G. Labricker Endowed Chair in Business. He teaches emerging business technology and AI and machine learning for business. In the first part of our conversation, we talked about the role artificial intelligence could play in the business world, from analyzing big sets of data to possibly completing whole audits of companies and organizations. In this conversation, we talk about what the future looks like for professions like accounting and how people should be preparing now for what's to come. But we began our conversation by talking about whether AI can or should be regulated. So who would like um, kind of like regulate that code? Like what if ChatGBT like does some coding and then they make a mistake or is the idea that ChatGBT wouldn't make a mistake because it's artificial intelligence and it can do everything correct on the first time? As of now, no one. So what we have, I just read another article yesterday about where Congress needs to be in terms of regulatory issues. And, and the consensus of the article that I read was that the only time that the field will take, the only time the field will pay attention is is when liability becomes an issue, right? So, so someone writes code that does something really bad and then someone's hurt or someone's discriminated against and there's a liability question, a, li- a real liability issue. That's what the author said would be the only thing that would get Congress's attention because by and large, Congress, the membership, and I've said this before and I've written about this before, clueless about technology. They really don't know much about technology. I mean, I had a conversation with a senator, uh, Maria Cantwell, a couple of years ago about technology had to do with internet access. And, you know, that's a big issue for her. And and it was like, well, how do you get this done? And it was like, well, the first step is education. People need to know what it is, how it works, and what are the, what's the potential. And Congress, by and large, I mean, fortunately, she's on top of these issues, but but Congress, by and large, is way behind. So when you use the word like who's going to regulate this, which implies who's going to address the ethical issue of this, not just the, you know, the, the liability issues. Um, right now, we don't have nearly enough. And that's going to become a real big issue. I'm glad you you mentioned it. Would companies want to like not share these things or like is there do you think there's going to be any kind of rules about like making things more like open source? Because I know like now if I. I'm doing like a coding project that can go online and kind of like like find open source websites where people share their codes and like it's kind of like things like that, like forums. And like, will people not want to do that? Will people just want to kind of keep this new AI developments that they're making like to their own company? Or do you think there's like going to be a drive to kind of share progress more with each other? So you're you're indirectly referring to things like GitHub, right? Where people will post their mm-hmm. software for other people to use as sort of like this, you know, I'm going to show off a little bit. There's some of that that goes <laughs> Uh, uh, the the answer is there'll be both, right? So mm-hmm. I absolutely believe that that there's IP around these algorithms, no question about that, and they're not going to share them. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to me that unless it becomes a business, now look what's happening with with chat. Now there's a business side of this you pay for, right? So there's there's a business model here even for them. So initially it was free, and the same with lots of these generative AI tools. Now they're going to convert them into a business model for them and charge a fee for access. Will they be proprietary this, that, and everything? Yes, absolutely. Because the, the algorithms are what generate the effectiveness, which generates the revenue through advertising. So I'm not going to share with the world everything I do uniquely. I mean, the, out, the if I can prove 
that I can get more hits and and you know, to keep it simple, you know, more retweets and all the rest of it. Um, and I can prove that, which means that prospective advertisers will say, wow, I want to go with you. Um, I'm not going to share that. Now, there's another aspect of this going on, which is kind of interesting, and it has to do with algorithms that are exposed as harmful, where the, the companies that are under investigation have to share more about the algorithms because they're under investigation. And I'm talking about specifically what happened a couple of years ago with Facebook, right? With, with the demonstrated impact on young women, horrible, right? Um, identity, all kinds of difficult problems. And th they were called up, there was a whistleblower, as you may recall, um, and they were called into, Zuckerberg was called into Congress to, to explain. And that leads to a different kind of, of XAI, right? I mean, it's driven by different forces, like we need to know what the hell you're doing um, that's causing this harm. That's another side of this. And then once we understand what's causing the harm, then we can come back in with regulation. The zero plagiarism response that I've yeah. been hearing about, I believe you wrote about it in your article about how there's now like a ChatGPT plagiarism detector. <laughs> and I mean, maybe this is me being a little bit annoying in my question, but like, will you be able to eventually outsmart the plagiarism response? Like if the plagiarism response can like detect, if you use ChatGPT, <laughs> would there be more AI that would allow you to evade this detection? <laughs> it's a great question. So, yeah, I mean, I think we have these wars going on, right? Which is you're implied. Mm. So you've got, you know, really smart generative. Then you've got these tools that are going to say, no, that's not real. And then it's going to go back and forth and back and forth. We have bot wars going on as we speak all over the Internet. Right. So, you know, in terms of misinformation, for example, um, disinformation, we have all these things going on all the time. There's there's no answer. But I think in the short term, there will be. There, and by the way, there's a business here. Right. So I, mm. it, we're in a business school. So let's think about the business. No, really, there's a business yeah. here. The business would be, I have a tool that can detect anything that was generated by any of these generative AI tools. And I can go out and sell that to universities. And I have the best one, of course. And that's how you would sell it. I have the very best one. I can prove it. I'm going to run it against five of my competitors. And I can more readily detect things that were generated by these, these other applications, generative AI, up to chat, for example. Um, yeah, there's a business there. Will they be perfect? No. Um, will they be good? Yep, they'll be pretty good. Um, in the same way, the plagiarism tools are pretty good. In a sense, they will build, not in a sense, they'll directly build on the plagiarism tools. That's interesting. And I like also heard in um, like a news podcast that Microsoft Office is going to be launching this thing called, I believe, I don't know if this is what they're going to go with, but it's like Microsoft 365 Copilot, and it's going to kind of have like AI built into it. So you can have Say I had like an essay about poverty and hunger rates in the United States. I could like push a button and have it build like a PowerPoint for me. So is is that like is that plagiarism? Like I don't know. Like again, gray area. I, I think the whole notion of copilot is a really powerful tool. And there'll be copilots not just in Office, Microsoft Office, but there'll be copilots in in SAP. There'll be copilots in all the major, all the CRM applications. This whole idea of copiloting using generative AI is going to be a major trend, right? So um, you probably don't remember, there was something called Clippy that actually worked years ago with Microsoft Office. And you'd be writing something and a window would pop up and say, do you wanna do this? Or maybe you should do this. Not nearly as smart as, as the generative AI tools, but that was sort of the first foray into this co-piloting idea. Didn't last, nobody liked it, it was kind of stupid. But now we're at a different phase 
Okay. So you're exactly right with the example you used. You know, you're writing something. Would you also like a PowerPoint from that? Right now it's going to stay within office, but imagine this going well beyond. Imagine co-pilots in SAP, in salesforce.com, anywhere in Tableau. I mean, there's no limit to this, really. So now we have the next generation of digital content creation. Content's not just a document you write. Content is a document. And how about a pitch? How about, so I'm a, I'm a, an entrepreneur and I want to pitch to venture capitalists. Could I have a co-pilot that again, doesn't have to be restricted to Microsoft office that would tell me exactly how to optimize my pitch to whatever venture capitalist I was pitching to knowing this is the co-pilot knowing all about that venture capitalist organization, their funds, their companies, they tend to fund all of that, all of that, right? Not only, and then knowing what style, will be the best for that VC. All of that becomes part of the co-pilot's advice, so to speak. I can almost like see that because I feel like um, LinkedIn is already built into Word a little bit. I'm not exactly sure how it's set up, but like I have had things where I've opened my resume to like edit it and it's like, do you want LinkedIn assistance? So I feel like, yeah, you could maybe like take the LinkedIn of like a certain VC and then maybe that LinkedIn can like help you find and the AI can also find like previous projects that they wanted to invest in and then like what were the similarities to those projects and like your project and kind of doing all that for you instead of doing like very intensive research about like a VC and like what do they want like AI could find all that and compile it for you. Absolutely that's that's a new trend and Microsoft is trying to make therefore office much more attractive. This is differentiation but don't worry all the others I mean Google will do the same thing. It's everybody's going to do the same thing. Right. So um, mm-hmm. it'll be a question of how fast, how powerful. But this is quite powerful because it's not just what LinkedIn's doing, but it's actually hitting a large language model, which resides behind that advice, behind that co-piloting, which is going to drive those recommendations. And that, again, is we're the next level of digital content creation. It's, it's a whole new world. Right. I mean, that's that was my point throughout throughout this podcast. It's it's really changing things. And in the beginning, I was saying, you know, I hate to say how transformative this stuff is, but this really is transformative. And, you know, you mentioned Office. I threw in SAP. All these applications, right, will be, in effect, in effect they'll be augmented by these generative AI tools. How about art? We haven't talked about that. The creation of music, right? You know, write me music that sounds like Beethoven. Sure, you can do that. And yeah, artists like are very concerned about that. Mm-hmm. So if you say what I just said, and then something's created, a, a, a living artist, for example, do I get any credit for that? You know, if you sell a million copies of this, do I get any credit for that? So those, you can look that up too. It's fascinating debates, arguments, wars about who owns the IP. So is there anything that's really not going to be touched by AI or like what, like, are we all going to be out of jobs? Like, I know, like, some things I've been hearing about is, like, Elon Musk proposes, like, this universal income because it'll be just more efficient to have the AI do everything and then all the humans will get 80000 a year to spend and then kind of, like, this universal income to just spend. But, like, is that something that's really far off or what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so that's that's pretty dramatic. I, I think <laughs> the timing, I think the outcome is pretty well set. And the outcome will be that increasingly machines not just you know informed by by ai and machine learning so for example picking tomatoes all that kind of stuff that that will all be done with robotic uh, actuators that's all fine but i think the we're talking now about the so-called knowledge industries like accounting like marketing 
Um, will they be profoundly impacted? Absolutely. Can I predict, and, and in some cases actually replaced, some cases. Uh, can I predict exactly when that will happen? That's the open question. Will there be people that fight against it? Yes, there will. Um, and therefore they'll slow the adoption rates. Um, is the outcome of this of this movie uh, inevitable? Yes. Yes. I mean, you know, anything, anytime you can model a task, I mean, look at surgery. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, look what's happening in medicine with self-diagnostics, right? We have devices that we wear, aura rings, for example, right? Eye watches that do all this stuff. The data is sent to a physician who's now maybe digital and says, oh, you're about to have a heart attack. Come in. I mean, that kind of thing is within reach. What, what I would like to end this on, I think I, I touched upon it earlier, is that you know, accounting, marketing, all of these professions, they need to reimagine themselves. They need to rethink the roles that they will play given the impact that technology will inevitably have. Okay, so let's take off the table. It won't happen, it will happen. Okay, so now if you were to reimagine the role of the accountant, what would it look like? Well, I think it would look more strategic. I think it would be something that would be not analytics, that's going to be automated, my God, that's one of the first fields, but rather, how do you interpret the output that algorithms create in terms of business strategy, in terms of the definition of a business model, especially given the uncertainty we talked about briefly. Remember, you know, will there be an inflationary period? Will there not be an inflationary period? And then you get into the modeling of scenarios. Will, you know, if there is, if there's not. Machines can certainly help with that for sure. But at the same time, this is what humans can do really well. Um, will they do it perfectly? No. But I think as you think about the reimagining of the role of the accountant, I think that's where you go with it. I think all the operational tactical stuff, your example of the you know the large giant Excel models, that's a perfect example about what will be eliminated. But then you think about, okay, what do you do with this data? How do you think about this? How do you think about a business model? How do you think about business strategy, given uncertainties that no machine can predict? That's what I think the new accountant will look like. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was so informative for myself. Like I was really excited to get to ask all the questions I was wondering about like AI and accounting. Um, so I'll give you the last word if there's any kind of final like summary or anything you want to say about our discussion today, but I'll hand it over to Dr. Andrew for the final word. Two words, brace yourself. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> I think the accounting field needs to embrace digital technology far more than it's done to date. I think an accounting degree, there should be required courses, at least two on digital technology. I'll end with yeah. that. Thank you so much for joining. This was very informative. And yes, thank you. Thank you. It was great. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Minds. Stay tuned for our next installment featuring more VSB students discussing research topics with our world-class faculty. 